got the sit. One hand. Oh, to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Yes, folks. Tobin Brothers, they're a magnificent organisation. We all mourn the passing of our loved ones. But they celebrate lives and so do we on AFL Live. If you've just got back to the moon, I'm Rex Hunt. Today's guest is one of those legends. When the history of the game is written, this man will rightfully take his place as one of the most flamboyant, crowd-pleasing people that I've ever seen in nigh on 50 years playing and broadcasting. A triple premiership player 2001, 2 and 3. The esteemed Brownlow medal in 2001. Brisbane best and fairest amongst some of the greatest people in this game. Brisbane best and fairest 99, 2005. Four-time All-Australia. He's just dropped his cup of coffee because I'm talking about you. Jason Ackermanis, this is your football life. G'day, Rex. What a great day it is. If you're ringing me, it's always a good day, mate. And you know what? I saw you in Brisbane a a few years ago signing books. And you asked the people who were 75 metres deep queuing up to get your book signed. You took 90 seconds for me. And you know the word that I thought of? Respect, and it's lovely. You were born February 24, 1977 in Mildura. What's your earliest memories of Australian football? Well, funny enough, when I was in Mildura, my mum would go down, she would watch the senior game. And I, the, the two things that stand out was, one, it was a Richmond area, um, Mildura, and two, I'd go out there and they, for some reason they'd always play that up there, Gazali song. So at quarter time and half time and three quarter time, I'd go out there and I'd just get in, you know, you just run around like a lunatic as you do as a kid, but I was inspired, you know, to do these things. And that, I suppose that was my first introduction into footy. And there was a guy, a full forward, his name was Scott, and I used to love watching him play, a big, solid man. So that was my earliest memories of footy. And, and the next memory I had was actually going and sitting in the freezing cold, the MCG, watching a Richmond game. And it would have been, would have had to be the early 80s. And I can still remember sitting up in the old stand there, right at the back. And it wasn't much of a day, but. You know, those two things stick out before we moved, of course, up to Brisbane, where my mum was from. Jason Ackermanis is my star of the day on This Is Your Football Life for Tobin Brothers. You're listening right across the world, and thanks for joining us. I'm talking to a true legend. I'll ask you a question, and then I want to go back to that beginning again. Are you personally surprised at your CV at the highest level of our great Australian game? I think sometimes you do you do pinch yourself and say, "Did we really do that?" You know, it's sort of probably more the fact that just before we we won those premierships, we'd come last in '98. There was a lot of talk of me being traded. Of course, that's what happens in Melbourne. I didn't know anything about it. I don't even know if it was true or not. But it was, you know, to stick with that team. It was clearly got lots of talent. And then the moving of Lee Matthews moving up there and many other things happened as well. Uh, that kind of was a catalyst for us to start pushing towards the top. And I think. Uh, more of the team success, the individual success could only really happen. I was a good player, don't get me wrong, and but it, it was if I didn't have the good physios around me at the time, they came into the system in our club, and then having Lee and and the group that we had around that actually started to fulfil their potential. That was probably the thing I liked yeah. most. I, I I met an old school friend at the fundraiser for the Jockeys Trust, and uh, 
I'm sending a cheerio to the two lady jockeys and their families, and it was a great day. And I walked past uh, a couple of racing identities in Lee Friedman and Damien Oliver, and a bloke in the crowd said, Rex, remember me? I said, no, mate, give me a little bit of a, a sign. He said, 1961, Morty Alex Chelsea High School. I said, Boogie Webster. And Boogie Webster was the best footballer and cricketer in the school. In Victoria at the time, didn't play a game of cricket or football anywhere near the highest level. Did you see kids the same as Boogie Webster in Mildura who, if you are a 200-game triple premiership player, you'd have thought that have been rubbing shoulders with you? Uh, funny you say that. It's actually more in Brisbane where I came up. There was four redheads, believe it or not, and I was one, Michael Ross, of course, you know, Vossi. There's two other guys who are, were as good, if not better, juniors than Michael and myself. There was also another guy called Edwards, but these two particular gentlemen were my age, and that was uh, Andrew Bell. He was a wonderful left footer. How we didn't make the AFL, I don't know what, what went wrong. And another guy called Reese Bullock, so talented, so good. You just think, what a shame. And Reese went off surfing, and I don't even know what happened to Andrew. So, you know, that's the thing about Brisbane or the lifestyle. There. You have those, you have too many choices in some ways. Yeah. You um, just didn't want it. You said you were a redhead. Um, I thought you were a blonde head and a black moustache. And uh, being a Yule Brynner type, I hate you for that. Um, Pauline Hanson, please explain. Yeah, I think the thing with the the thing that stuck me stuck out in my mind with the preseason of '99 was watching a game and Adam Huska said blonde hair and he stood out so much. I thought that's a good idea, I think, because then I could spot myself a bit easier on the field. So I, that's what I did, and, and Lee Lee was great. And then years later, I dyed it black because I I just didn't like the five colours oh, on my beard. Me. So it was beautiful. I've great done idea. I've, I've done one handstand in my life at Morty Alec Chelsea High School. I fell on my neck and ended up looking like Gladstone Small. Now you used to do it. And we'll get down to Footscray because they just didn't think it was a good idea. And yeah. an opinion, my dear friend John William Noel Newman, known as Sam Newman, said an opinion is neither right nor wrong. What a dumb decision. Why the mm. handstand? Well, the handstand, it was actually a cartwheel the very first time I did it. And it was because the week before, uh, Ronnie Burns, who was a, a very good left foot player for Geelong at the time, he came up to, he'd done a... He sort of kicked the goal in the last quarter, ran and ran doing the aeroplane, did a cartwheel. The next week, we played Geelong, beat them up up at home, and uh, a couple of my teammates said, why don't you do one of those cartwheels like he did? So I did that. The next week, we played at home again. We won, and because uh, we won the week before as well, and I was that tired. I couldn't even do a cartwheel, so I ended up doing a handstand. And from, all, from that, that silly, humble, silly thing that it was, uh, everyone was like, well, you, you know, you've got to do it now. It was really ridiculous. Uh, you would almost laugh at how easy it sort of came about, and yeah. then there was no no yeah. one saying, no, don't do it. The other night, I just, uh, as usual, couldn't sleep, and uh, I was talking on some electronic uh, facility to Robert Walls in the south of France, where he's with his partner, and he, I know he'll be listening to this on a podcast, and uh, uh, Robert, I know you found Julie, I know you lost Erin, and... Uh, you just grieved until you found your new soulmate and all the best to Robert Walls and thanks for kicking 6-1 on me in the 72 grand final. Uh, there you are. He only had six, uh, seven kicks for the day. Uh, but he was a coach of the Brisbane Bears and he said the greatest tragedy or the greatest pressure he was under is the day that he parked in a car space of the president and that president did not have a surname. His name, Noel Gordon. And, yeah. uh, gee, that's a hanging offence, isn't it? It is, yeah. It was funny to see 
Wolsey's not a man that uh, you know is going to step back any uh, lightly. I think there was a some kind of note left on the windscreen, and that was the sort of beginning yeah. of the end for those it. two in their relationship. Do you, um, do, do you, with your coaches, and please, my producer Mitch Cleary, who's a brilliant young producer on the Footy Show and uh, AFL Live, he's done all these notes, and he all he's got to do is just put a thought in my mind. I have a question that he hasn't put down because he wouldn't know I was thinking of it. When you were coached, did it make any difference that the coach hadn't had a Walls-type record or a Matthews-type record? Uh, when you were coached, did it matter if a coach hasn't played at the highest level or not? Well, all my coaches played AFL, uh, Aussie Rules footy at the highest level, so that, that was pretty good. They all had pretty good records from John Northey. Uh, he came up, he'd had well, pretty I played good, in a uh, premiership with John Northey. Yeah, Swiper, John, yeah. John, yeah, I think what coaches forget is how important the relationship between the individual and the coach is, and it's probably the most important part of it. And me and I probably had, uh, no doubt, for a long time, had the best relationship of all the coaches I've played with him. And there's no coincidence that I played my best footy under him. All he was only, I was sort of there in my first year. I'd sort of done the pre-season the year before, and, you know, he's such a tough, tough man, uh, Wolsey, and it was really... You know, being so young to get used to this, uh, Wolsey would do things that I'd never seen before or since. You know, some of the crazy stuff he's yeah. get up to, and yet he's such a mild mannered guy. <laughs> you know, you meet him afterwards and you think he can't be the same guy. Whether that was Wolsey's ideal of yeah. coaching, no. yet I use him more than any of the coaches in the eight weeks where we won seven out of eight games. I use what he was saying then uh, in my coaching now, and it's, it's staggering to yeah. think that yeah. that's the best coaching I um, ever saw. He's a brilliant coach and a double brilliant person because if the shizen hit the fan, uh, heaven forbid for you and your family, he'd be the first one there. Such is the measure of uh, human kindness. Folks, this is Jason Ackermanis. He is a star. Um, triple premiership player, Brownlow medalist, best and fairest, four-time Australia. And we're celebrating the AFL life of... Uh, Jason Ackermanis, he's not going in the box yet, so you Tobin brothers just don't start polishing uh, the woodwork. I'm Rex Hunt, and I'm absolutely honoured to be interviewing these legends. The names Voss, Lappin and Black and Ackermanis, when the history of the game is written, will be etched indelibly in the AFL story. Those three-time premierships must have been just so special. Oh, they are, and they get more special, as you know, Rex, as you get older. Gee whiz. You don't get a chance to go back and get them once you finish it. I think uh, now I coach, I have a chance to still win them as a coach. I think they're, they're a different type of feeling, but those those boys as well as, you know, that, that team was littered with talent. It just was a case of could we get it to, to all work together, and I suppose those those other guys to work around them. I mean, you know, people often ask me the toughest opponent and all this kind of stuff, and I say, well, you know, just imagine my match practice. Uh, that Lee used to do. He'd start me half forward on one of the Scott brothers. I'd move in the midfield. I remember I had to play on Vossi. And then just for fun, he'd say, uh, go and tag Blackie for the last quarter. And, that, you know, the, the, once I got through that, there was no team, there was no player that was ever going to be harder. Everything else was easier than mm. the player position player. Mm. Uh, the wet grand final where Collingwood really looked like they might get away and they're still winking because Rocker kicked a point and they reckon it was a goal. I was calling on 3RW before they gave me my marching orders. Uh, after 25 years, uh, I can remember Voss, a rocket left-hand hand pass to Ackermanis, left foot goal. Uh, 
I just hope one day, with all of the shizen that's gone away, that, that you blokes can sit down. <clears throat> Brownie's the one to get you all together, because we get together once a year, and I don't get on with everyone, but we get on because we're Richmond Premiership players. You'll be able to tell your grandchildren about that particular moment, which lasted seven seconds. I think that grand final, I saw my groin, uh, my right groin, half off the bone. It was a very goodness uh, me. An unusual day, and the kick-winning goal, the one that put us far enough in front, they were fantastic. Where they really suited their bigger bodies, their tackling percentage was enormous. I mean, ninety percent. You just you don't see that often, and to produce that in the grand final is really the reason they stayed in. We kicked a lot of points. Uh, Rockers, Rockers' goal, a point. Chris, Chris Johnson was, you know, standing right there, and he says that was a point. That's why he turned around. You know, that's one of the moments that'll stick in, in his mind, I'm sure. But the fact is, you know, to play them and beat them and at their absolute best, and, and we were sort of that was our best year yeah, yeah. as a footy team, no doubt. Now, we're going to take a break. Uh, which time you can just check that the Just for Men's working. And a sales team, there's a bit of a lead for us with the Tobin Brothers. How'd that be? You know what I mean? Me with blonde hair laying in state. Goodness me, we'd get 10,000 looking at it and making sure I'm going in the hole. Uh, I'm absolutely honoured to talk to you, and I know the listeners will be loving this fascinating coverage of your football life. And join us out of the break, folks, all over the nation and the world for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. Jason Ackermanis, this is your football life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Yes, thank you very much, Julian. I hope you're enjoying it and everyone across the nation and the globe is enjoying it. Jason Ackermanis, a star of our great Australian game. Three-time premiership, you know, a three-peat, I think they call it. 2004 started interestingly when Alastair Lynch found out one thing he couldn't fight what happened what uh, what happened that day and when did you get the feeling we've got a real fight on our hands against Port Adelaide well we're up at half time and I think halfway through the third they just started kicking these goals and they were really low risk uh, sorry high risk goals as far as uh, percentage wise and as they just started to all come from I think you know, I say every time, and I really, I know it burns in the heart of Lee and it burns in the heart of the players who played that. The, the AFL scheduling that was definitely and categorically done by Andrew Dimitri at the time. I mean, I hope Port Adelaide, uh, when they had their reunion, the 10 years they invite him, because without his influence, I, it would have been a far greater game. I don't know if you remember, we had to play our prelim final, even though we were. Uh, yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, we had to, no, we had to play. Uh, we had to play the prelim final against Geelong in Melbourne. I beg your pardon, know. after you beat Sydney out in the Olympic Stadium? Uh, that, well, that was 2003. We beat... Sorry. We, we're sorry. We, yeah, 2004, the problem was they made us... On double travels, living in Brisbane is always difficult. We, if you're a betting man and you knew it, we knew. We, it was very tough to win uh, yeah. if we had to double travel. But um, from a prelim final to win it, we just won it. Geelong kind of really chugged. They, had, they could have easily won. Uh, we went back home. We copped three injuries. I don't think we would have copped. Lynchy did his uh, quad. Uh, Brownie broke his leg, as you know, and he played the next week. Yeah. And uh, Craig McRae did his hamstring. Now, playing at home and not having to travel, I, I have no doubt that things would have been different. The other thing Andrew did was made uh, the Port Adelaide team played on the Friday night. We played 24 hours later on the Saturday night in Melbourne. That is such a dumb decision. And I, I'll never, I'll never forgive him for it because he did that on purpose. And uh, other coaches are saying it's not good if they win four in a row. 
we didn't care. We earned everything. We we mm. had no, you know, we we weren't uh, getting any blessed with money or anything like that. Or we didn't, you know, we deserved to be there. And for them to do that, it was uh, it's always leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, Jason Ackermanis, a superstar of the game, joins us for Tobin Brothers. We're celebrating lives, folks, and their magnificent company who just make sure we know what the contribution of our dear departed people make to this great nation. Now, I need to talk about just a little bit of uh, controversy about a pear-shaped thing that went uh, against you at your beloved Brisbane. Uh, Did it start when you were dropped in round 7206 and you went to print with that? I think... It was the beginning of the end was 2006, the first round we played Geelong. And the thing I noticed about playing is that I, there were three guys rotating through me. Now I'm on the half board on ball. And when that's happening, I'm noticing that there's a lot of rotations. Well, clearly we weren't rotating enough because the energy was too hard to keep up. So it was, to me, in the column I wrote the following week, was that we've got to be smarter, we've got to rotate more. Unfortunately, when you do that and you publicly seem to be criticising the senior coach in league matches, an absolute legend of the game, it's never going to go down well. You know, irrespective of that, it was absolutely right and correct. Uh, that was not a good idea. And from that yeah. moment, that was really, it was just old time time. It was bad. My advice to you and even myself, because I've gone down the wrong track when I've been really hurt or angry, I write something and I post it or I send it. A great friend of mine who uh, passed last year and uh, Tobin Brothers celebrated his life once told me, write it in the cool of the evening, put it in the drawer and get up and exercise and have your oats and then pull out the letter and if you feel the same way, post it. Hindsight, Jason Ackermanis, is a wonderful thing. Can you send me a Gransworth? worth? <laughs> oh, as many things I, I need to do a whole lot better. Thankfully, though, you know... People but you learn by it, Jason. Would you change anything? Of course not. Without these great lessons I've learned, not, you know, I've been kicked out of two clubs uh, for being yourself and having an opinion, all the things that they, they didn't like and didn't want. Yet, uh, without it, we, you know, we're in the sports entertainment industry. We loved it at the time. Most of it went over the bloke's heads. It didn't mm. affect anyone. And long term, it meant nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And yeah. we, it's, it's great to sit back and say, OK, yeah, we've got to do that better. But I'm a much better coach now and a better leader and a better teacher because of uh, before we get on uh, just to Footscray and a couple of other things, before we leave Brisbane, which you will be remembered for, you know, it's, uh, uh, when you play a premiership for a club, you're remembered for that. You know, you might do all right at a few other clubs and make a few bob and that's it. Uh, your relationship during the premiership years with Matthews as against your relationship at the very end at Brisbane. Oh, I was very good. I mean, Lee and I, uh, you know, completely opposites in some way get remarkably similar in others so the way we approached our footy and Lee will tell you and I would be staggered if uh, he didn't say I was one of the best players as far as application to be a player uh, there's no doubt that Lee was like most coaches and just you know just as so they don't like the media being in the media was something he, he didn't like when he came by the time he was the only one doing the media within a, within a year and a half and yeah. no one did it and if it wasn't for me going into the media and the Queensland you could do that you need that uh, Vossi and Leper and Lynchy, they all started after that. So the relationship was great for so long. And it taught Lee, I have no doubt, it taught Lee a whole mm. lot about that you can do this and still be very successful. I played with some household names in the wonderful golden years of the Hafey years at Richmond. To say these people were out there and uh, strange cats, and I was one of them, is an understatement. 
I know other clubs had them. Crackers Keenan, Brent Croswell. I've broadcast now nearly 2,000 AFL games and I've seen them both on and off the field. When you went to Footscray, in brackets, Western Bulldogs, because they're always Footscray to me, do you think that they never understood what I term, and I hope people understand where I'm coming from, a brilliant madness? Yeah, I have no doubt that the leadership there struggled, and that's just and most of it is the players. I think Rodney, as a coach, was he's they're still flexible because you know those guys have been around. They know that that you know what makes the world go around. Um, but then you had uh, David Morgan had no idea. He clearly has no wonder he fails in business. He's just you got to get people. You got to understand people. They're all different, and when they they are truly good at what they do, and they can do all this other stuff, and it doesn't affect them, you've just got to let them go. Yeah. You know, you can't tell your kids not to go and travel when you say, look, go and learn. That's the difference. And I think the Bulldogs really struggled. And it was the players more than anyone. And they just had no idea, unfortunately. You'll be glad to know we haven't got long to go. Um, how will he go at the Gold Coast this year? He's got this brilliant list of kids who you can relate to because Wolsey had them and then Matthews went bang. How do you reckon the, uh, the rising rocket will go? Well, if he's ever going to succeed it has to be with this group and the club and the list that you know again he's benefited from scotty clayton's genius and uh he you know as Wolsey did as as uh, lee did you know you, you can only be so good as the players that you recruit and i think they, he's got it he's got all the ingredients yeah rodney i hope has got a bit smarter he's his game plan, I could run his game plan now. I could tell you what drills he'll do. I could tell you all that mm. stuff. I could tell you where they'll go. He'll be okay. Yeah. But he, uh, if he doesn't get smarter in the getting good people around him and trusting him, he's not going to last. Scott Clayton, a very above average player for Fitzroy and a real dour player for the Brisbane Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, he may be listening to this and his wife, Jacinta, hasn't been 100%. And uh, Scott and Jacinta, wonderful people. And I'm sure everyone wishes them the very, very best. Are you enjoying coaching North Albury in the Ovens and Murray where some of the household names that we interview on This Is Your Football Life for Tobin Brothers come from? Oh, yeah. I really love coaching. It's been it's been wonderful for me. And I was always, you know, as a player, I was always interested in what we were doing and I took great pride in trying to help wherever I could. And my, my I've got a fully brain. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I've been around. I've been in lots of great programs. But... You know, I keep educating and, you know, the, the secret as a teacher, you've got to induct them and they've got to be able to do it. And I've, I've loved it. And if I can win a premiership here in one of the most rigged, uh, biased competitions, I mean, the last six years I've had the same two teams in the grand final, uh, just shows you, you know, that, that the money that they've spent has mm. been justified. But, you, you know, we, we'll do it right and we'll do it properly. And I think this is the greatest thing. And I said it about Michael and I'll say it about anyone. You want to go, Michael Voss, you want to be a good coach, go and do your apprenticeship. Spend your time out here, learn your craft, because when you go back in, you could be, you'll be much better. And if you get to the AFL highest level, uh, it'll be worth every cent, every second to be out here. And I love it. It's been great. Well, so have you. You know, from a selfish point of view, I just love the respect from people like you. I wish you and your wife and children the very, very best. Do not ever stop being the magnificent, unpredictable person that you are. I think you'll even surprise yourself uh, of how high you'll go. And I just hope one day we see you at the highest level. I thank you for your time today. Oh, Rex, is wonderful. Always great chatting to you, mate. Anytime. The Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. That was a star, Jason Ackermanis.